Leadership is a learned skill. Welcome to episode number five. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you exactly how to create your own personal board of directors so that you can have the support and finally get the promotion and recognition that you deserve. Listen on. Welcome to Maximize Your Career with Stacey Mayer, a podcast about achieving your career goals while also being yourself. Welcome back to another episode of Maximize Your Career with Stacey Mayer. This podcast is off to such a great start, and I want to thank you so much for that. So to start off with today, I'm going to give a shout out to one of the reviews that we received on iTunes. So this review was from Rebecca, and she said, if you need help reaching your career goals, this is the podcast for you. Stacy has a way of telling it like it is. She doesn't beat around the bush. She wants you to get promoted. Heck yeah, I do. She wants you to make more money. She wants you to reach your career goals. If you are struggling to move forward in your career, this podcast is literally gold. Thank you so, so much for that review, Rebecca. That means the world to me. And it's really awesome that you said that I don't beat around the bush and I tell it like it is, because this is actually a skill that I didn't always possess. I um, I would say actually, even as early as like five years ago, when I first started out my coaching career, and I remember someone gave me some really specific advice that the only way I was going to be a successful coach is if I could be more direct. I had to be more direct with my clients. I had to be more straightforward and I had to learn to tell it like it is. So that is something that I actually had to work on. And for those of you who are at work having uh, challenges, speaking up in meetings, having a hard time telling it to your boss like it is without sounding too aggressive, then I feel you, I hear your pain, um, but it is learnable and you can get better and who knows, maybe someday somebody will give you the feedback that that is actually one of your strengths. So thank you so much for Rebecca and um Speaking of, I would love to hear from each of you. So this is a new podcast. And in order for me to know what's working, what's resonating with you, it's really important that you go onto iTunes and leave us a review, leave us some stars, let me know what you're thinking. I really not only appreciate it, but it helps others also decide if this podcast is right for them. So today's episode Today's episode is all about building your own personal board of directors. Now, you might be wondering if that is you, if you are somebody that needs to do this. So I'm just going to tell you straight out of the gate, this podcast episode is for you if you are struggling to figure out your career path. This episode is going to be perfect for you if you're someone that doesn't get a ton of feedback from their boss about next steps in their career. It's perfect for you if you don't feel like you have a support system right now, or that if the only person you can talk to about your challenges at work is your spouse, or if you just want to be more proactive and take the best path forward, you are absolutely in the right place. Congratulations. That is the good news. The bad news is the only reason you don't feel like you have support and you're managing your career all on your own is because 
you simply have not made it a priority. I'll say that again, a lot of people feel like victims and they feel like, oh, if I just had more support at work, then I could get ahead. But I'm telling you right now that you have not actually made it a priority. So by the end of this episode, my goal is for you to not only make it a priority to understand why you're not prioritizing it, but to have action steps of how you can actually move forward. So first things first, why is it important to prioritize a professional board of directors versus your personal advisory council? You know what I mean? You ask your friends for guidance, that's all good, or you have a spouse that you run everything by, I get it. I'm sure that you have people that you talk to about your problems and your challenges. Maybe you talk to your dad before making any major business decisions or decisions about your career. All of those things are good things, but you don't have any formal mentors, or if you do have a formal mentor, that's where it stops. So how many of you have this personal advisory council that you go to for advice about your career? It's not inherently a bad thing. It's great that you have people to talk to. It's awesome. But I want to make sure you don't only have those people because unless they are in the arena, as Brene Brown puts it, I love her, they can't actually help you get a promotion. And that's what I'm all about. I'm all about how to help you maximize your career. They can help you feel better when you're knocked down. They can help you get back up. I mean, this is a good thing. They can also help you do exactly what you have been doing your entire life because they know you too well. They care about you. They're going to say things to you to make you feel better. And if you're listening to this episode, you know there's also a better way than just complaining to your spouse every day about your job. So I call it building a personal board of directors. This is a term that I put together and that I work with all of my clients on. And we really map out who is on that board because it's like treating your career as if it was a business, which it is. Your career makes you money. Your career makes a profit. It creates results for people. When you think of it that way, you have no choice but to build a board for it because we cannot and we should not do this alone. So today you're going to be asking yourself this question, who do I want on my board? Who are my trusted advisors? And some of those people might not be people you like. What? (laughs) It could be somebody that you would never actually be friends with, but that somebody somehow cracked the code. They give you a different perspective. They offer you a push to try something different because let's face it, if what you were doing exactly the way that you're doing was working it, you would actually be in the C-suite by now. And even if you're in the C-suite, you need this advisory council even more. It is lonely, lonely, lonely at the top. So it doesn't really matter where you are in this in your career. If you don't really feel solid in this area, then putting together your own personal board of directors is going to help you. 
So in episode three, I talk about how to become a walking billboard for your desires. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's okay. It's there for you. You can go back after you listen to this one. But I just want to point out the part of the process I taught you in that episode is that when sharing your vision with others, you need to understand and speak to the correct audience. So is that person that you are sharing your vision with a mentor, a sponsor, a boss, or are they your peers or your leadership team? Or is it someone that you met at a networking event? Each of these groups of people will serve a different purpose for your career, and all of them can help you get where you want to go. But when we're looking at it first, your board of directors, I am mainly focusing on the areas of mentors, sponsors, your boss. It can also be your leadership team if they serve that role. It could be a friend or a family member, as long as they clearly serve that role of being an actual advisor or mentor. And don't worry if you don't have a mentor, a sponsor, I assume you have a boss, (laughs) but if you don't have a mentor or sponsor yet, don't worry, I will help you get there. Earlier, I shared with you why this is so important. If you don't have the right people on your advisory council, you'll never be able to see your blind spots. You won't have the outside perspective to really know what is holding you back, and you won't be able to see what's possible. That is so key. What is possible by following a path of someone who has gone before you. A lot of people think that moving up into a higher level leadership position means more work, as in more hours. And yes, it it does require more work, but I venture to say it's not actually more hours. It's more strategy. It's more thought process that you have to put into it. And so seeing those role models and having those people who've been able to do something like that for you is going to inspire you and motivate you to keep moving forward. In my one-on-one coaching program, I do a mini 360 for everyone. So I interview two key stakeholders and we incorporate that into our coaching. And this is often the most rewarding or usually at first it's the scariest part of the coaching process because for many of my clients, it involves getting really specific and targeted feedback. So how many of you ask for very general feedback when you talk to your boss? It's really scary to get very, very specific and down to the exact things that you need to work on. So sometimes when my clients get this feedback, initially they freeze up. They start to feel bad about themselves. They feel like they've done something wrong and they go into, um, nobody at this company cares about me. So why do I even bother? And for some of them, they've heard this stuff a thousand times. So it's not really a surprise, but then the question becomes, why aren't they actually doing anything about it? If this is the same feedback they hear over and over and over again, it's my job to figure out how are they actually going to change it? So before I get into the steps of actually building your board of directors, I just wanted to talk for a minute about this concept of feedback, because once you have your board set up, you are going to be receiving more feedback than you probably desire. But I believe that the inability to receive feedback well is the number one thing that is keeping managers from getting the support and really advancing their careers. So in order to have the support, you need to be able to receive and accept feedback. 
You have to develop a thicker skin. I'm sorry to say it, but it's true. You have to know your own voice. You have to know how to discern which feedback do I take, which feedback do I let go. When you are the vice president or in the C-suite, as many of you want to be, or maybe even some of you are, you're not even going to have to solicit feedback because feedback is going to be given to you. It's going to be thrown at you from all angles, whether you like it or not. It's, It's like basically part of your job. And now is your chance to practice. So not only will you quickly get better at receiving feedback, but you'll also be spreading your message. So that idea from episode three about becoming a walking billboard for your desires, you're going to be practicing that in real time. You'll be showing your boss that you are comfortable with the hard stuff, that you can take it, that you can hear it, and you can actually implement it and make changes And you will be showing her that you are willing to do what it takes to make your company successful. That is actually what it means to be a part of the leadership team. So I could create an entire episode on feedback, but I just wanted to talk about that because that's something that really keeps people from actually creating their board of directors because they're not actually sure that they they can take it, that they want to take it, that they're ready to take the feedback. And then the other thing that really keeps people back is knowing what to do. So you get the board set up, you have meetings with your mentors, you have meeting with sponsors, you don't even know what a sponsor is. Um, you have a meeting with your boss that's about professional development, you don't know what you should be talking about. So this is all part of that process. So how do you actually build your own personal board of directors? I've broken it down here into three steps. And I'll just lay it out here for you. Number one, act like you're building a board of directors. So that's why I like this term so much because it really formalizes it. It's a board. (laughs) It's a board of directors that feels so much stronger than just like I talk to my wife about my career. And number two, understand the different role that each person plays on your board So knowing, is this person a mentor? Is it just part of my network? Are they a coach? Like, what are the different roles of the people on your board? And number three, actually meet with them. So ask better questions, meet with them on a regular basis, know what you're supposed to be talking about. So that's the third part. You don't want to waste their time. So first of all, let's dig into act like you're building your board of directors. So I already spoke about how, I just like that term. I think it already makes it more professional. It makes it more of a priority. But also know that every member of your board serves a different purpose. So if you act like you're building a board, then you'll look for people who are not like you. So I talked earlier about how you don't have to be friends with everybody on your board. It doesn't have to be people that you necessarily like. There could be aspects of their personality that you actually actively don't like, but that's even better because if they have a skill set and you're super clear on what you want to learn from them, then you can learn so much more from somebody who is not exactly like you. So going out there, acknowledging I'm putting together a board. This is somebody, this is a group of people who are going to be with me for a long time. 
and actually tell them that they're on your board of directors. Now, they might not be that familiar with that term. So tell them that they're your mentor, right? That you really respect and admire their advice. Tell them that they're your sponsor. So a sponsor, just as a quick definition, and again, this is just making me realize I could do a whole episode on sponsors, but a sponsor is somebody who can actually advocate for you and actually get you that promotion. So sometimes that's your boss. Somebody, it's, it's somebody at your company who actually has influence and impact. And sometimes if you tell them that they are your sponsor, then they're like, oh, I could actually step up for you. I could actually speak on your behalf. I could actually say something for you. Oh, I'm so glad you pointed that out. I know it sounds ridiculous, but this is part of the process. And so so actually telling them and letting them know that they are on, that they're part of this advisory council empowers them to want to help you more or decide for yourself that you're not going to tell them. So maybe this is just somebody that you like having a casual relationship with. It's somebody that it's very give and take, like, you know, you're giving them advice, they're giving you advice. You just like calling it coffee instead of a mentor relationship, something like that. That's totally fine as well. But just you having the clarity, this is where I actually get and make business decisions. This is where I actually a person that I go to for advice. So then that way, when things fall apart and when things get super stressful, you know exactly who to go to. You know who to talk to. And and it, like I said, it's not always the person who just makes you feel better. Sometimes it's the person who says it like it is. Sometimes it's the person who really pushes you to be a better version of yourself. So who are those people? Now, step number two, um, I've gone into this a little bit, is that what is the role of each person on your board of directors? So just to give you some examples of people who could be on it as a mentor. So this is somebody that you learn from, somebody that you really respect. It could be somebody that you see at a networking event, give a speech, something like that. Somebody who, like, quote unquote, is way out of your league. So you might think, oh my gosh, they're so busy, they don't even have time for me. But let them handle their own calendar, right? So ask them anyway, reach out to them, connect with them, tell them that you admire them for these reasons. Sponsors, is that person a sponsor? Can they actually get you a promotion? Do they have influence and impact at your organization? Is it somebody in your network that you meet with on a regular basis? That might just be something that's very informal, Who are those personal advisors? If it's your dad, that's totally fine. Just acknowledge that. Um, Are you on a board at another organization? So what kind of organization could you be more involved in, learn from, get to know the business side of things? Do you have a coach? What areas of those are lacking, right? That you could use some professional support. So this could be a career coach. It could be a life coach. It could be a weight loss coach, but whatever kind of support that you need to actively show up as your best at work. Do you need more support at home? Just all of these questions that you're asking yourself when you're really crafting, where is my team? Who is my support structure? So those, that's number two, know the role that every person on your board plays. And 
Number three, often this is what I get. How much time does it take? Am I doing it right? How many, um, what kind of questions should I ask this person? And I have an entire PDF that I have created for all my podcast listeners about asking better questions. And I'm going to link to it in the show notes, but it's Stacy Mayer, S-T-A-C-Y-M-A-Y-E-R.com slash questions. And you can download this list and this will give you a list of questions. But really, it's just so important that you meet with these people on a regular basis, especially if they're your mentors. I think those are the people that you need to meet with the most. It should not be quarterly. It should actually be once a month or twice a month. You should be meeting with them and learning from them. That might sound overwhelming if you have no mentors right now and you're starting from zero, totally get it. But it's important that you make this a very formalized thing because what you'll notice is that in that conversation, like the fifth conversation down the line where you're like, I just really don't know what to ask this person. I I feel at a loss. Um, I don't want to waste their time. I'm really busy with other things right now. That's actually the conversation that you're going to get the most out of. You're going to be surprised. You're going to ask a deeper, higher level converse, uh, question that you've never been in or had never had the courage to ask before, or they're going to open up in a way and tell you some story about their struggles and their challenges and how they organize their time or whatever it is. But that's when you're going to get beyond the surface level anyway. So I, I just encourage you to just keep going and keep trying and keep striving and keep putting together this personal board of directors. It's going to change with time. It's going to, it's going to constantly evolve. So just to recap, here are the three steps. Number one, act like you're building a board of directors. So formalize it, make sure you know who's on it, know who those people are. We're not talking one person. I'm talking 10 people. Okay. So, so this is going to take time, right? I know, I know many of you don't even have one person or you could identify if you start to really think about it. Maybe I do, maybe I do have two or three people and how could I meet with them more productively? Number two, understand the different role that each person plays on your board. So know, are they a mentor? Are they just part of your network? Is it a coach? Is it somebody that I'm paying for their advice? Is it somebody internal to my company? Maybe I should look and get on a board someplace else. Maybe that could be give me a whole nother perspective. Are they, do they have a finance background? Are they really great at managing teams? Are they really great at coming out of crisis and companies when they go through major change? So just know all the different roles. And number three, meet with them regularly. I know it feels like it goes without saying, but just get on their calendar and meet with them regularly. Never leave a meeting without setting up the next meeting. So that's it. Build your own personal board of directors. Start checking off people. Be willing to accept feedback. If you're not good at accepting feedback, figure out how to get better at it. Practice, 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 practice accepting feedback, practice um, giving feedback, practice discerning, oh, this is feedback that's actually useful and this is feedback that's not so useful. All of that stuff is going to be so valuable once you get into an actual leadership position. So these are the steps for you. I encourage you to all go out and craft your own 
personal board of directors. Remember, if you don't feel like you're getting support, the only reason is because you have not made it a priority. So I hope after today's episode, you'll know exactly how to make it a priority, and then you can actually go out and get it. Download the free PDF so you know what kind of questions you can ask in these meetings at stacymayer.com slash questions. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Bye. Before you go, I want to talk to you about what comes next. So after you create your own personal board of directors, it's important that you craft that information that they're giving you into a promotion blueprint. If you don't know how to do this, or you want support in creating your own promotion blueprint, I invite you to schedule a free discovery call with me. In this call, we're going to get crystal clear on exactly what it will take to get you the promotion and the recognition that you deserve. And I will tell you about my one-on-one coaching program and how I can help you get there. Sign up for free today at Stacy Mayer, S-T-A-C-Y-M-A-Y-E-R.com slash apply. See you there. Bye.